Pursuits broadcast. Hallelujah. What day are we on? We're on Wednesday, aren't we? So it's day two of the week for me because uh, obviously I start on a Tuesday. I do not start on a Monday. Monday's kind of my uh, catch up day. Um, though Monday was quite busy. I uh, was looking into church buildings to, or, to, or finding a building for a church plant. So it's uh, quite an exciting day on Monday. We've um, Our church in Manchester is planting a church in Preston on September the 12th. If you are uh, in the Preston area of Lancashire in the UK, you are very much welcome if you're looking for a church. Um, we will be meeting in the Odeon uh, Cinema Screen 2. Um, I think that's uh, finalised. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so that would be uh, quite exciting um, to, to get that all uh, started. Um, any changes, I'll let you know. Any things that shift or whatever but uh, let me know if you're interested I can always uh, sort something out if you're uh, in my local area um, well welcome back uh, we had a great uh, time of um, preaching yesterday I really highly recommend going back and watching it again I should probably do the same um, we started off in Luke chapter 13 and we're going to go back there today I've got uh, a message basically don't get stuck where you are don't get stuck where you are. You as a believer or if you are not a believer and you're just randomly clicking onto this uh, Facebook stream, YouTube stream, Twitch stream, on, on all sorts of different channels. If you're just randomly watching this and your life feels like it's hit a brick wall. It's come to the point where you ain't going forward and you ain't going back and you ain't moving left nor right. It's time for us as Christians to stand up, rise up. Uh, Isaiah 60 has been on my heart lately. Um, to find that in the King James. Because we're in a, in a time that is short. James talks about time being short. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Time being short. And if as believers or as non-believers, we feel like we are hitting brick walls every single time. The, what I love about Jesus is he came into this earth. He restored peace with mankind. God no longer had a reason to be angry at mankind because sin was dealt with. And Jesus came and demonstrated the power of God, demonstrated the love of God, the compassion of God. 
and he came and maneuvered on this earth and ministered on this earth and just basically caused hell for the devil for three years brought heaven to earth not my will be done but your will be done he spent a lot of time with the father seeing what the father wanted so if you and i are, are struggling in any area of our life and and to not understand what's going on what we need to do is find out what the will of god is and the will of god is very clearly manifested in the ministry of jesus it's uh prosperity and success <gasps> that's a bad word well let's be honest jesus started there quite early called the fishermen and gave them a boatload of fish he, he prospered them immediately he paid taxes by pearls from fish he owned a property jesus had a house well dig a bit deeper in the gospels and yes you'll find that he did he, he was a carpenter for 30 years or 20 years or whatever he was he would have had finances coming in from his trade and if if i know jesus he he didn't really um do bad carpentry or a, he wouldn't have had a bad business sense he would have had great customer uh, liaison he'd have had great customer support his customer support system must be brilliant. Yeah, you've made a bad chair. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, bring it down. I'll fix it. Jesus was a man of excellence, a man of his word. Jesus did so, so much right. And if you follow the law of, of um, Deuteronomy and, and the Old Testament and everything, if you followed that law and you did right, you would prosper. Abraham prospered. Abraham was given gold and silver and cattle. He became a nation in himself. He had servants that took on kings. He was a hard worker. He didn't just hear the voice of God and then go, Oh, I've got to move. Okay, we'll move. Um, and then we'll sit and wait for another 10 years to see if the voice of God comes back. No, he just got on with what he needed to do. He became a a cattle herder, a rancher, whatever you want to call it. And in fact, he was quite intelligent in how he did it because he produced uh, wells and, and everything. And um, and it's like a minister, I'm robbing his kind of a story. But if you think about it, these nomadic people that would just go for days and, and try and find water for their cattle. And everyone would have hated Abraham, you know, Abraham was prosperous, Abraham was successful, Abraham was, you know, had a, 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 didn't worship their idols or their gods. In fact, you know, if, if, we, if, if our gods told us to kill him, we probably would. But you see, Abraham became so prosperous and so wonderful. People would have gone around going, right, okay, where's, where's John? I need to go get some cattle from John. Um, I, I hear he's got really great cattle. He, he's got amazing goats and amazing yeah okay well he's gone that way if you, if you hurry he's about three days ahead of you oh i need it now oh well there's always abraham abraham didn't move he settled that means his his cattle would have been very healthy he had irrigation he, he obviously heard from god so you know it god prospered abraham with his thinking with his ability to grow and and create uh wealth he didn't get stuck listening for the voice of God and I think too many Christians get stuck trying to hear what God says rather than actually use what they've got this is what the whole parable of talents was about <coughs> and when you get five more talents and I can understand why people don't want more talents 
because um, thank God for his mercy and grace in my life. But every time I've stepped out to do something, learn something new or whatever, God's increased my ability. I've never like hit a wall of capacity of learning new stuff to do. You can be good at anything if you put your mind to it. You have the mind of Christ. Uh, you, you've got a body. You've got a, a muscles. You, you've got all that kind of stuff. So you can actually push beyond where you are in the natural and do so much more. And then if you say, God, I'm going to serve you in the natural. I'm going to serve you with the gifts and callings that you put on me, the gifts that, 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 that I'm able to do. God will multiply those talents. And thank God, I mean, it, it's it, when I look back over my life, God's just added and added and added the ability to do new things because of a constant heart and desire to push forward and to see the kingdom of God increase. That's what it's all about. It's not about, hey, look at uh, me, I can do this. Or, hey, look at me, I can do this now. and Oh, hey, look at me, I'm amazing at this. That's not what it's about. If that's what it's about, if I put on, if I look at my life and go, I did that, God could remove the anointing from my life so fast. And as uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth says, God is the only employer that allows you to keep working for him after you've been fired. <laughs> He's using it in the context of a lot of pastors these days who shut down their churches, who, 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 who fought, the, fought the, 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 the anointing of God, fought the call of God in their lives to just, just really just back off and, and to do everything. And, and now they're kind of coming back into this and they're wondering what, what's happened. Where's all the people gone or whatever. I'm, I'm not going to judge people. I'm not going to criticize. That's not the thought. But the idea is that you can lose the anointing and keep working for God and have no manifestations of the power of God because you get stuck in a rut and don't move beyond where God's calling you from yesterday to where he's calling you today. The, the, the ministry of God. See, when Jesus turned up, and connected with somebody something happened so if God if you have an encounter with God an encounter with Jesus an encounter with his life with his power he will multiply your talents yes and he will give you more and I think people get scared of that because it's a lot to carry more responsibility to carry more things to do in your life but what does Isaiah say enlarge the place of your tent Stretch forth, reach out. God will make a way. That's how businesses thrive. How, how the, the, the CEO of the company or the founding people of the company just learn how to develop more and more skills, but they also learn how to pass those skills on to other people so the peop other people can grow. And then they invest in those people and the, the business flourishes. This is exactly the way the body of Christ flourishes as, the, as pastors and leaders grow in their gifting. They're able to pass on and, and hand over things to other people so they can grow. And then talents can be passed on and trained up people can be raised up see God does not want you to be stuck where you are and I've kind of gone on a different tangent than I thought I was going to go on but I, I will get back to where I believe God wants us to get in, in Luke chapter 13 you see Isaiah 60 and I'm hearing seeing it all over the place at the moment arise shine for the light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you you getting stuck where you are is not a glorification of God. See, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom of movement. And when we see what happened in Luke chapter 13, and I, and, and I, and I apply this 
yes to sickness and disease. Yes to uh, but the devil comes to bind people, doesn't it? He says it in in Jesus said it to the to the Pharisees or the the leaders of the church that this dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan. So bondage of Satan can be anything. You could be held back in your finances, crippled with your finances, crippled in your physical body, crippled where 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 your life just seems like it's full of darkness and full of pain and suffering, crippled, not able to go out and even buy an ice cream for a ch your child on a hot sunny day. I've been there. I've been at that place where I won't buy my children an ice cream. It got to the place where I would go to McDonald's drive through because they were the cheapest ice cream going. And now I'm in a place where I can buy the biggest ice cream going if I want to. Because God has blessed my life because I have never allowed myself, or okay, I won't say that never, I'll say I am in the process of allowing God to reveal things in my life. I am allowing myself to be pushed further and developing the gifts and callings, the, 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 the hunger for souls. You see, my hunger, my passion, if I'm going to preach anything, it would be be saved, get healed, get set free, run with God, but be saved. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you do that, your life will turn around. If you are not a Christian today, you've never made a commitment. You are stuck in a rut going direct to an eternal place of torment. You think it might be you might think it's bad now or you might think it's amazing now. But no matter what the riches are of the world, they will never satisfy. No matter what the, the pain of this world is, it will never be worse than hell itself. But you see, when you accept Jesus Christ the, and Lord and Savior of your life, there's an open door for you to walk into eternal life. Whether that be today or whether that when you die is your choice. The power of life and death is in the tongue. God told you to choose life or choose death. It's up to you. You can choose Jesus Christ and then choose to continue to go on with him. If you're in, in the place of, of as, a, as a Christian, you've not been to church for a year and a half because of, of, of fear or, or whatever, I, can, I release you to be free from bondage and fear. There is no reason for you to be afraid. Because when you encounter Jesus Christ, Lord and Lords, King of Kings, He is the God of all things. And it says we're, we're in this Luke chapter 13 verse 10. He says, on one Sabbath day as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue. Jesus was a teacher just like myself, just like many other people. Just teach the word. And what did Jesus preach? Probably what he was preaching in Luke chapter 4. I'm anointed to preach the good news to the poor. I'm preaching good news to the poor right now. I'm preaching good news to the sick and the broken down and the captive. I'm preaching good news because it is your time to be free. It is your time right now to be free. Don't get stuck where you are. Don't get stuck in a rut. Don't get stuck thinking and looking at what, how you feel and how, how the devil has bound you up. Don't get stuck. Don't get held back. 
Don't allow yourself to be completely manipulated and controlled by the enemy. No, 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 no. You are a believer and you are called to rise up. Arise, shine, for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. God is calling his church back to being the glorious church, the book of Acts church, the, the church that requires leaning on the Holy Spirit and reliant on the name of Jesus, which is power packed. She had been bent over double. Sorry, let's go back to verse 11. Jesus saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. You know, I, I laughed when I read this. She had been bent double over for 18 years and was unable to stand up. She must have had a hard time walking around because all she could see was her feet. She must have had the best manicured feet in town. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. She was bent over. So she would have required people to help her. But you know what? She knew where she was meant to be. A lot of Christians don't come to church for minor ailments. I'll leave that there. I believe it's probably because as ministers and as churches, we haven't been operating in the path that the ministration of the Spirit of God in the way that we should have been. People should be hungry to come to church. And if they're in pain, they should know that they should leave that building without pain. Hallelujah. We should be so charged up on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or a Friday night. We should be so spiritually charged that we are sensitive because Jesus was teaching. It, it kind of reminds me of when Paul saw and perceived that that man in the congregation had faith to be healed and because he, he had been teaching. See, faith comes by the hearing of the word of God. So Jesus was teaching. It doesn't say she'd <coughs> had faith didn't say anything like that didn't talk about faith in this but he perceived something God showed him something or, or he, he sensed something I believe you see because it says here he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit well if you think about it the, the ministration of the, one of the gifts of the spirit is discerning of spirits I believe he saw into the spirit realm if God hadn't revealed that to him he, he, he may ne never have done anything but see when, when God reveals things through the, the ministration of the Holy Ghost or the gifts of the spirit quite often there is an anointing to do something about that issue we have to learn these things we have to learn how to flow with the Spirit of God. So Jesus obviously was an expert at it. God had taught him. He's, he's, he probably spent time in his prayer time and probably saw that that woman was even going to be there in the first place. Who knows? Some ministers talk about that. That they see the, the sick in their meetings before when in their prayer time. They know that's it, that's gonna, that person's going to be there. He may have known. But he saw. She had been bent over double for 18 years and was unable to stand up. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said... So he called her over, so she would have had to start shuffling over. Maybe she needed help, I don't know. Or she may just have just been bent over to the point where she could still walk or whatever. But he saw her, called her over. So she responded to whatever he was teaching. See, he was teaching something that she could receive from. I, I, I don't think you can preach on uh, the shiny globe of... A dream that you had with leaves that sprout at certain times and all these the angels flying around and all these kind of 
fantastical ideas that people come up with and start preaching or or just teaching on time management i don't believe you're gonna see the move of the holy spirit teaching on time management or or the the things that you know you could do better in your life no i believe that jesus was teaching and ministering by the power of the holy spirit so that people could hook up with and stay drawn into and expectant this lady obviously expected something something was going to happen because he called her up he was preaching on the anointing he was preaching on healing he was preaching on whatever he was preaching on but it brought faith somehow so she moved forward she could have just said no i don't want to come forward leave me alone but she had something in her she said went over and said dear woman you are healed of your Sickness, I think the King James says, you are loosed of your infirmity. Broke the bands of that spirit. And when he touched her, she instantly could stand straight. And I mentioned this yesterday, how she praised God. You're going through something right now, you're stuck. Encounter Jesus. He's saying, you are loosed of your infirmity. His will is to heal you. To heal your finances, to heal your body, to, to set your mind free of every negative bombardment by the enemy. If there's a demonic presence in, that's affecting your life, be free in the name of Jesus right now. You are loosed from your infirmity. You are free. You are not bound up. You are free. And what did she do? Instantly she stood straight. Why, why am I saying this concerning finances? Why am I saying this concerning? Because when you stand up and get your eyes locked and fixed on Jesus, he is the author and finisher of your faith. He is developing you. He is bringing your callings to fruition. But if you stay looking down at your feet and watching them not move forward, get stuck, be stuck behind a brick wall, whatever you want. To, however you want to analyze it or declare it or or, or put uh, excuses on it if you would stand up and lock eyes with Jesus you would walk on the water if you would stand up and lock eyes with Jesus you would be raised out of the dunghill and sat upon the mountaintops and to dine with princes if you would raise your eyes up and lock your eyes and Jesus the head of the table who has placed a table before you in the presence of your enemies if you will rise up and lock eyes with Jesus your praise would be flowing freely from your lips you would worship him and magnify him because the love of God is revealed in that compassion of Jesus's eyes there is just a wellspring of life that flows from him and how do you lock onto Jesus and get your eyes up well it starts with reading your Bible and praying every day and you will grow 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 when you encounter Jesus he touches you and you are free you see, when you make Jesus Christ your Lord and life, you are a new creature, new creation in him. You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Life fills you up. Life overflows you. And joy is revealed. If you are a miserable, burnt out, waste of a Christian, there is time for you to be fired up. Arise and shine. Get stirring. Let things bubble up on the inside of you again. Don't become an old man before your time. 
Don't become an old woman before your time. Rise up and preach. Rise up and declare. Rise up and speak to that mountain. Kick the brick wall down. Do not get stuck where you are. Put one foot front of the other. Because the path of the righteous is as a sh great shining day. The path of the righteous is ordered by the Lord. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. The path of the righteous is shining bright before you. Your spirit is a light unto your path. Your word is light. His word is light unto our hearts and to our minds and illumination. You are a believer. You are a Christian. You are anointed by Heavenly Father to see yokes destroyed and burdens removed. You will not stay stuck where you are today. If you are stuck, start moving. If you are stuck, start wiggling something. Start getting your twinkle in the eye back. Start smiling. Even if it is a, just a little curl on your mouth, do something by faith and say, God, I am stirring myself up. You see, we're to endure hardships like good soldiers, yes. But good soldiers press on. At the command of the high king, you press on. You press towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You press to know him and to know the power of his resurrection. You press to be alive in him every single day of your life. No matter how grumpy you feel. No matter how groggy you feel. I woke up groggy this morning. My head was like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. But you see the anointing, the power, the stirring of the Holy Spirit. And I don't have to feel anything. I don't feel particularly anointed right now. But you know the power of God in the word of God is the salvation that you need. It's the ability with inside of you to rise up and not be stuck where you are. Thomas, doubting Thomas, was stuck until he could see the holes in Jesus' hands and in his side. But Jesus said it's better for you not to see and for you to believe because you did not see. You and I are in a wonderful, spectacular almost time. The time is so short. Time is flying rapidly by. The works of the darkness, the evil people are building up to manifest and they're building their plans. But their plans will not succeed. Their plans will fall if the church arises. The great giant that the, that the church is. The giant. We are in a place where we declare the word of God and we see the manifestations of the word of God. We see the prophetic declared. We sing things see things happen hallelujah we see things happen in our lives and those around us we preach the good news of Jesus Christ salvation salvation to the hearer salvation to the believer salvation to anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ there's a free gift of eternal life in him you call that name. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today. You make him your savior. And if you've, even if you feel like, oh, I've been a Christian for years. I, you know what? I sometimes just wake up and just say, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I make him Lord of my life every single day. I never want to get lose contact or connection with him. 
Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. If you don't know where you're going tonight, if you died tonight, you got run over by a bus, some psychopath killed you, some disease took you overnight, if something happened to you, you could have simply just died peacefully in your sleep, but you don't know where you're going to end up if that happened. Am I preaching doom and gloom? No. What I'm saying, there is a time and a place to make a decision. And that place and that decision is right now. Because if you don't know where you're going when you die, you will either go to one of two places. But if you don't know, that means you're probably going to the wrong place. I want you to know where you are going. I want you to be 100% secure in the knowledge that you are going to heaven, eternal. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Run far from the enemy and run straight into the arms of the Father. Say this prayer after me if you want to have that eternal salvation, that cemented on the inside of you victory. Pray this prayer. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. Jesus, I believe you went to hell for me. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead on the third day. I now make you Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion to reach the lost. Give me a passion to stay in your word. Jesus, you are Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer, I ask you to go to gospelpursuits.uk, my website. Click on the link, Jesus. I always say this, but the, the, that prayer is there in a bit more drawn out format. You can repray that just to get that cemented in you so you see it and you believe it. But fill in the form. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. I want to know testimonies. I want to hear testimonies of people being saved through the words of the power and the glory of God through the Bible. This ministry will keep preaching the gospel no matter what. Hallelujah. Well, thank you so much for watching. Share the broadcast. Comment. Um, I know World Glorious Network TV is uh, getting that word out there, sharing it. YouTube, Facebook. I've got my own YouTube, Facebook, Instagram accounts, Gospel Pursuits. Connect with me. I'll be on iTunes and Spotify later. But thank you for watching, believing. Um, I really believe that this ministry is growing. I really believe that this ministry is going someplace. Gospel Pursuits is a ministry you can invest in. So finances in there. Go to my website and there's a ways of doing that. Because we will go wherever it, the Lord leads. We will pursue God, proclaim Jesus and advance the kingdom. Well, have a great day. Didn't talk about the weather. It's nice and sunny at the moment in Southport. So I'm going to go enjoy that, get some work done. Have a great day and enjoy your time with God today. But remember, don't get stuck where you are. There's always an answer, but look unto him. Rise up. Let your back be straightened and your shoulders pulled back. Free of pain, free of sickness, free of poverty and lack. And make each step count as you pursue God today and your assignment will come to pass and God will say to you when you come past those heavenly gates well done good 
and faithful servant. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Um, I don't know what we'll be speaking on, but, I, but probably from the same passage. Let's enjoy it. Let's keep enjoying the word. And we will see you tomorrow morning. Goodbye for now.